live statewide on the Ref Radio Sports Network. It's the T-Row in the Morning Show with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Join in and text the show on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. Hit the guys up on the Riverwind Casino calling line at 405-329-9000. Now, live from the Brown O'Haver Studios, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with Toby Rowland. And T.J. Perry. Ladies and gentlemen, this was a battle between a program with a winning culture and a program that does not have a winning culture. Welcome back. Brown O'Haver, Thursday, November 17, Hour 2, T-Row in the morning show here on The Ref. The home of Sooner fans, A1 and Turkey Bacon back with you. High of 55 today. It's looking a little better on uh, game day, by the way. I mean, it's still going to be cold, folks, but the high has creeped up. It's going to be 47 now. That's a high. Obviously, at kickoff, it's going to be colder than that after the sun has set and everything. But uh, it's looking a little better. But bundle up, for Pete's sake, bundle up. Last night in the nation's capital. Shay is out of the timeline, played by Morris. Another step. Steps back, fires, angle left, three is on the way. To take it, thunder money battle. Baby! He rises and rips the cords. Is he sensational? He is. SGA goes for 42 last night, and the Thunder beat the Wizards. I think you called the Thunder win in this one, TJ. I was trying to think after the game last night. Correct. I can't remember. Uh... How about SGA, TJ? I don't know how much Thunder basketball you're watching, but, man, I mean, He's on a tear. we might have. He's a superstar. He's an all-star at this point. Through 15 games, Oklahoma City and Dallas might have the leading contenders for MVP in the league right now. I would agree. I would agree with that, I think. I would have to, I'd have to go and think about it, but. Definitely, uh, the two of them are in contention. Absolutely, I don't know if they're the top two, but definitely up there in the top five for sure. Luca averaging thirty-four, SGA averaging thirty-two points a game. Um, Curry, Embiid, and Tatum are the other three in the top five uh, scoring right now. But man, I mean, that was an unbelievable finish to that game last night with Bradley Beal just clutches up and hits a, a jumper with six seconds left to put Washington in front by two. And then the step back three by uh, Shea, that's the game winner. But there was still a second left. And after the way they lost to Milwaukee, you thought, all right, don't foul here, whatever. And, and they were able to break up that final play. But good win. Uh, some guys got some play in time that haven't seen a lot of playing time this year and came up big for them last night. And um, that's a nice win. They've won two or three on the road. Now they go to Memphis to wrap up the road trip before coming back home. That Memphis game will be on Friday night. Now seven and eight on the year. Here's the one thing that we know. And, again, it's 15 games into the year. But they're playing to win games, Teach. I mean, they're they are going out there. Well, you play Playing to, win to win the game. Not always. Not in the NBA. That is not and has not apparently always been the case. But this year it certainly is. 
and we'll see what they're like at the 50-game mark if they're out of it, you know. But right now they're going out there and, and trying to see if they can make a playoff run this year. And so far, so good. They're hanging around, hanging around. That was fun last night. Not as fun for the Sooner women. Back-to-back nights, they were in the state of Utah. They got the comeback win over BYU. And last night, I don't know if they were tired or just ran into a buzzsaw, but Utah Utah scored more points than the Thunder did last night. The Utah women beat OU 124-78. to First loss of the year for Jenny Baranchek's team. They come home 3-1. and one. Utah top 25 team, but, man, they were hitting everything last night. Sooners were ice cold and didn't work out. One big game in men's basketball last night. Texas knocks off number two Gonzaga emphatically, 93-74. to So a big early season win for the Longhorns down in Austin. You know, um, Dave said something. TJ, that I wanted to ask you and John about. He said it's the first time in some time that OSU has had the better quarterback in this game. Do we agree with that? Is he fully healthy? I mean, they seem to to want to indicate that he is or as good as he's been in a while. I I would doubt that he's fully healthy, but... He's healthy enough to lead him to a comeback last week, yeah. and he's obviously going to play this week, so he's healthy-ish. I think you could make the argument that this is the first time that OU, is, OU and OSU have had comparable quarterbacks. Yeah, I, I, I say comparable. I don't know that you can definitively say... I don't know that you can definitively say that Dylan Gabriel is not as good as Spencer Sanders. Um, Spencer Sanders is leading an attack that is second in passing in the Big 12, which is probably his best numbers, my guess is. Um, he's more comfortable in his system. Let's let's put it that way, because I think, like, yeah, I, I agree with what John's saying. I I don't place either one above the other. It was it's pretty comparable, but he's more comfortable in his time at OSU and what he's done with that program. I mean, he's he's in a different level than Dylan is. Hmm. I'm not sense. trading Dylan for Spencer. I'm not trading Dylan Gabriel so, for Spencer Sanders. That's for sure. Here are the numbers, and I'm not disagreeing. It was just kind of said matter-of-factly, and I and I got to thinking. I wonder if if I, that's probably true. But here are the here are the stats. Uh, this year, Spencer Sanders completing uh, 59% of his passes, 16 touchdowns, five picks, uh, 2,200-plus yards. Dylan Gabriel completing 64% of his passes, 16 touchdowns, four picks, just over 2,200 yards. I mean, they're almost identical numbers. Mm -hmm. Gabriel, slightly better completion percentage, a slightly better touchdown-to-interception ratio by one pick. He's thrown one fewer pick than Sanders. The difference is on the ground, and it's not a huge difference because Sanders Sanders has uh, 349 rushing yards, Gabriel, 249 rushing yards. So uh, Gabriel's got four touchdowns. Sanders has eight. So he's a bigger threat with his wheels. Not Kyler Murray, but he's 100 more yards and four touchdowns on the ground there. Um, not 
overwhelmingly different stats. Both missed similar amount of time, correct? Am I thinking that, or did Sanders miss That's more? probably pretty close, yeah. yeah. don't you think? That's probably pretty close. I, I don't know. I, I, I feel like that Dylan Gabriel's stats would be a little bit better if some guys had caught some footballs, you know? Like, oh, he could really easily no be sitting on 20-plus touchdowns right now. You know, there was two last week that are a couple additional touchdowns. Um, I mean, it's it's taken Spencer Sanders. Is this his fifth year in the system? Yes. I mean, it's taken him five fifth years. Year at OSU, yeah. It's taken him five years, and he's still below 60% completion percentage. I mean, that is not like – that's typically the, the – the Mendoza line of completion percentages in college football, and it's he's below that. He's not. He's by no means a great quarterback. He's by no means an efficient quarterback. Not that DG is going to win the Heisman, but I, they're they're very similar, very comparable. Obviously, the stats show that. Um, Both of them have had situations this year, like Sanders last week. Right, they're dead in the water. He comes in on a white horse, raises the level of the team, and they win the game. Gabriel, Oklahoma goes out there without him and looks like they couldn't beat anybody. And he comes in the next week on a white horse and says, all right, we're a much better football team with me out here. So that's a good that's a good question. Who's the better quarterback this year? And they, they do it in different ways. Um, I think your point about the receivers is is probably the biggest thing hurting Dylan Gabriel is that his guys just haven't helped him that much. At the end of the day, they, you know, when you think about competitive catches and competitive plays and flat out drops, it is not the same receiving core that we're used to seeing at Oklahoma. It just isn't. We're just missing on there. It, I don't know if it's, it's a connection. Been Marvin a lot. That's but, the problem. Especially on the road. Especially on the road. He has been a different receiver on the road. I mean, when we sat here in August in Brown O'Haver and said, Kali, can you believe Marvin Mims isn't going to be a all Big 12, you know, preseason receiver? And then you look at his stats now and you look at his performance, you're like, mm, maybe he wasn't an all Big Twelve receiver. You know, it's just it's it's been a frustrating year for Marvin Mims, yeah. especially on the road. Hopefully that changes because we're at home. Hopefully he plays like he's played at home and DG can hit him for some of those big plays over the top. But um I think the difference that's keeping Dylan Gabriel from demonstrating demonstrably that he's a better quarterback than Spencer Sanders has been his receiver play. Yeah. Well, if Oklahoma State's going to win this game, I think Spencer Sanders has to be the better quarterback Saturday night because I know Oklahoma's got issues, but there are I think Oklahoma has more advantages than OSU does in this game, and and only and OSU's got to have a great night from Spencer Sanders. He's got to be the better quarterback Saturday night. Yeah. for them to win. The concern is, though, OSU is eighth offensively in the Big 12, okay? But when you break that down, they're second in passing and ninth in rushing. We've been pretty good at stopping the run, except, you know, in the fourth quarter when we absolutely have to stop the run. But over the period of a game, mm-hmm. we've been pretty good at stopping the run. It is going to make me nervous when you see him second in passing in the Big 12. Are we able to make them run the ball? I mean, that's what we want them to do. Yeah. And I'm not sure that we can make them run the ball. Make him uncomfortable back there. Make yeah. him uncomfortable. Make Gundy have to run the ball. Make him have to call run plays. I'm just not sure that we can do that. So that 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 to me is the biggest. Well, neither a, neither are, both defenses are coming in on skates. You know, both defenses are coming in without a bunch of confidence. 
And um, and it's you know what it's upsetting too, right? Because you go to West Virginia and you you hold them to twenty three. And in this day and age, you hold a team to twenty three, you should win. win the ball game. Yeah. And so the defense should be playing with confidence. If we win that game 23-20, we're saying, my God, this defense is fantastic. Yeah, this right. defense won the game for us. This defense did everything they could. They were could. great for the first half. They were great for the first yeah. half. Now, yes, that, that the six-minute drive at the end, I mean, it's not a, it's, you can't do that against West Virginia. They're a bad team with a backup quarterback in. I, I get all that, but my point being is, yes, they're not on skates because they gave up 50, though. Yeah, they're, right. They're on skates because they had – a really, really bad drive at the wrong time in the game. I would say they had a bad second half, definitely the bad drive, but that final, the fourth quarter, knocked out any buildup of confidence that you might have gotten from You're the first right. half of that game. Yeah. And you combine that with the Baylor game, in which they couldn't stop them late either. I do think there were some promising signs in that game here and there, especially in the first half defensively, but... Well, you you got to love the Compared way compared to last year. You got to like the way Stutzman resp- Stutzman responded he defensively. He played yeah. great. We get the turnover battle. I mean, I mean, you, you you joked about it on your three predictions. If if we if Eric Gray rushes for two hundred yards and we get a two zero turnover margin percentage and we make them put in their backup quarterback win, we should win the game. Yeah. And I don't know that. Yes, the defense let us down in the fourth quarter. I, I get that. But offensively, you got to put so points the on the board. You've yeah. got to put points no. on the board in the first half. You have to. That's the point of the whole complimentary football thing is you've had back-to-back games here where you say, all right, the offense scored 35 against Baylor. You, you should win that game. Except for the fact you had three interceptions. Yeah. That's the complimentary then part. Then the next week you say the defense held West Virginia to 23. You should win that game. Yeah. But the other side of the ball hasn't hasn't had your back both days. So it's, We'll see. Hey, another thing Dave touched on that's, uh, that is going to be a crucial aspect of this game, I think, is he mentioned how bad OSU's been against the run. And they were better against Iowa State. But we've all seen Iowa State. Iowa State has a hard time running the ball. OU leads the Big 12 in rushing. OSU's bad against the run. They've got to go out there and dominate in that aspect Saturday. Like Eric Gray has to have another 200-yard game. If OU can go out there and run it right at him, then – then this then then OU wins. Uh, Levy has been more committed to the run, I think, over the last couple three games, and it's it's allowed Eric Gray to really flourish, obviously. But he can't go away from him when he's the hot hand. That's what frustrated me about that last drive for Oklahoma. Is Eric Gray gets in that last drive they had, which maybe we didn't know it was going to be the last drive because there was so much time left. But he went five yards, five yards, six yards, twenty five yards, and he takes him out of the game. Well, I, I, I hear you. <laughs> I hear you, but Toby. At this point in the game, he's only had twenty-five yards. He's only had twenty-five carries. It's not like we've run him That's to death. That's a lot of carries. Yeah, but it's in the fourth quarter when yeah. we need it. When we need it. No, I. I it, that's frustrating to me to take the ball out of the best player's hands at a crucial moment. At a crucial moment, we've got momentum. We're moving. We've got the defense on their heels. Yeah. We've got what's the best running back. Um, well, he's best running back on the field and arguably making a case for the best running back in the Big Twelve, and that includes B. John Robinson statistically. Right. And you take him off the field, you put it in the hands of a true freshman, and you don't pick up the first down, it leads to frustration. That's all I'm getting at. No, no, no. I, I got you. I don't think they took him off the field. I think that's a, I'm gassed, give me a break. I just ran four straight times. I, I need a quick breath. I was listening to you on the radio, so uh-huh. I didn't see him tap his helmet. So if you're telling me he tapped his helmet, that's fine. But I did hear, I mean, I heard y'all describe a guy that wanted to be on the field so much that he stole Javante Barnes's helmet. 
to yeah. run three plays. <laughs> so I have a hard time believing he tapped himself on the helmet and said, take me out. I just have a hard time believing that. Yeah. He's a great player, and I've been completely wrong about Marcus Major. I mean, complete, well, about yeah. Marcus Major, too, but completely wrong about Eric Gray. I wanted to start Marcus Major. Eric Gray's won me over. He's been great. Don't take the ball out of his hands. Run him. <laughs> okay. We'll take a break. We're at Brown O'Haver today. Back after this. The T-Row in the Morning Show is powered by Extreme Outdoor Equipment. Four-wheelers, side-by-sides, UTVs, travel trailers, or motorhome rentals. I-44 at the Newcastle Tuttle Exit 108. Toby and TJ back with you on the ref. Toby is at Brown O'Haver. I'm in the Brown O'Haver studios. This hour is brought to you by Saxon Realty Group, home of the $8.99 listing fee. Call Terry. Say, I heard TJ talking about you. He's telling these lies about an $8.99 listing fee putting money in my pocket. And Terry will say, that ain't no lie. Ain't no he lie. don't cheat, he don't lie. 405-361-3380 or saxonrealtygroup.com. Air Comfort Solutions text line. We all know Brent is Ted's daddy. Mm. What this texter says. Now you're just trying to get under yeah. some skin. Yeah, he doesn't like that one. Uh, this guy, uh, or this woman, uh, whoever they are, this texter, Air Comfort Solutions text line says, let's talk about food and Trump 2024. You want to talk about those two items? I mean, I'll talk about food anytime you want to talk about food. <laughs> you want to talk politics? Mm-mm. All right. That's not going to do anybody uh, what, any good. What was for dinner last night? Uh, fettuccine Alfredo. Boo! Mm-hmm. Just threw it in the air fryer there, cooked it up. You didn't Great. throw it in the air fryer. You can't cook fettuccine Alfredo in the air fryer. What, I don't know what an air fryer is Get out of here, you rookie novice. I don't know what you do with it. By the way, Jeffrey just walked in. He's picking up a couch that he bought on uh, Amazon or on uh, Facebook Marketplace this week. Is that right? True story, yeah. May have been the one I just sold. I don't Are know. Are you going to expect the person that like you pick it up from to help you load the couch into your truck? I sure hope so. You sure hope so. <laughs> that would be nice. Yeah, see, TJ, I don't think I helped. I did. I carried You're it down the money. Stairs. You're getting money out of the transaction. Least you can do is help the guy a little bit. Uh, I know how it had to be done, but just imagine how much Kale would be helping BV with his experience and everything with the university. Oh, I'm not sure how maybe. big of a role that's played or not. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure it's played some, but I don't know if it's yeah hard. Yeah. An unanswerable question. Yeah. I think that that's that, that's the big picture of what Kale could have or could have not contributed to Brent Venable's success this year. But the more micro issue is: would the receivers be playing better? That's that I think is a real question that could be answered. Did we lose an experienced wide receivers coach that can work with these guys, including even a Marvin Mims, to actually perform better at their jobs this year? And I think that's a real answer. I don't think that's an unanswerable question. I think he had a track record of improving receiver play over the year, and we're not seeing that same improvement. And the only missing variable is Kale Gundy. Now, again, did he have to go? I, sure, whatever. Yeah, I mean, we don't have to rehash that whole deal. But yeah. I think he was a good. I think he was a very, very good receivers coach. I think we all know that, and I think our receivers were always performing at a very high level. And now we're sitting back going. Mm, Maybe the weakness on our offensive side of the ball is our wide receivers. Oh, we have a brand new coach there. Oh, and he's not Kale Gundy. I think that's legitimate. I think you can have that conversation, can't you? 
Yeah, you can have a conversation. Yeah. You just don't have to agree with it. Well, we, I mean, we've dropped passes before. I don't know how good Jaden Hazelwood was last year. or Marvin certainly has taken a step back this year for yeah. whatever reason. But, um, yeah. No, we can have that conversation. I, I have no idea how. Well, last year the offense the offensive woes were blamed on Lincoln Riley. All right, so those that, that's not Kale Gundy's fault, right? <laughs> right, everything's his fault. Uh, Tanya C is in. She's taking the Packers. Right. Thank you, Tanya. Let me make sure Tanya's not cheating here. Hang on a second, Tanya. You took the Packers in Week Two. Oh snap! Nice try, Tanya. I need you to pick a Busted. different team, please. Uh. John, if you can let um, Alice know, Gunny of Stutzman uh, Army is willing to share Mexico with her so that she isn't mad at Toby in the World Cup giveaway. So she has a she has a share of Mexico. Wow! So there. Gunny got Mexico, yes. and he's willing to share. He's willing to share with. So Alice. he's willing to share the prize of Mexico wins. Apparently so. Apparently is that what so. he means by that? Yeah. Okay, let's see where Mexico's ranked. We'll we'll take some offers here. Mexico's thirteenth in the world. You got to get top four to be in the prize prizes. Okay, I'm going to text your Gunny. I'll let you know. I'll tweet you. That is a uh, gracious offer by you, Gunny. Yep, that's big time. I did not text this in, but uh, this texter says, Why is everyone into soccer now? For kids? Okay. But adults? (laughs) Well, something called the World Cup is coming up this week. It's the biggest tournament in the world. And so that's why. That's why we're talking about it. FOMO. That's I, why, Texter. I, FOMO. I, I always, I always the bring it up. It's a disease that has John... spread through the uh, country and especially this community of Norman. It's a disease. What TJ is saying now and what the Texter said, I've said for years. For some reason, soccer angers some people. The fact that there are people that enjoy the sport of soccer makes some people angry. It's a threat to their masculinity. I don't know why they don't feel that way about baseball or football or basketball. There's something about soccer. Well, well, what's weird is that, like, I don't like it, and I don't want you to like it either. I'm the soccer fan who gets excited every four years. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to pretend that I know anything about soccer, especially men's soccer, beyond every four years. I get pretty fired up. Yeah. Your kids but play, though. My kids, well, I watch a lot of women's soccer, actually. But on the men's side, it's, I don't watch a lot of men's soccer. But I am fired up. I'm excited about it. Like, we got watch parties going on Monday, the whole deal. But it's weird because you're right. It's okay, like, every four years to get fired up about curling. Like, sure. oh, we're all fired up about curling. This right. is, like, the most amazing sport in the Track world. Track and field. Or- yeah, or whatever it is. Like, did you see, you know, but it's like, hey, let's get fired up about soccer. Curling's oh, no, a legitimate sport soccer. that takes tremendous amounts of training to get to that elite level. Soccer. It's true. true. The problem with soccer is we're not any good. And we and this could be the year. We're not, Might be the year. It's not that we're not any good. We're not elite. We're not elite. We've never won. This is not our year. We we could potentially advance to the knockout stage this year, but we're not going to win anything. No. No. Ne- the next World Cup when all these young youngins are grown up four more years, we, we will be a bigger threat. I don't know that I see us ever being on the level of Brazil and Argentina and, and Germany that, and those guys. but And it's unbelievable to think that, We'll have too. the best shot we've had at maybe ever next World Cup. We have 300 million residents, so that would mean 150 million male residents, and we can't find 15 dudes to go play soccer. That's what bugs the crap out of me. Because we have a bunch of sports. Yeah. All these countries have one sport. And soccer's expensive. They all play soccer. Soccer's expensive in the United States. Everywhere else in the world, it's a non-monetized sport for youth. 
not in the United States. It is a monetized, heavily, heavily monetized sport that people have to pay a lot of money to play at an elite level, and it it's, creates barriers of entry to talent that we should get. You're fired up today about all kinds up. of topics, man. Did you sleep okay last night? No, week? I didn't sleep. It's a I was, dietary <laughs> issue. What's I was worried about waking up the all the excitement over Jeffrey's new couch on Marketplace. About- it was <laughs> one in the morning, two in the morning. Every time I'm waking up, I'm looking at the clock, uh-huh. and I'm thinking you about this You're going to oversleep? Listen, I just don't understand why. I mean, it's like NIL. It, it's the same thing. We have to monet. The United States has to monetize everything. Yeah. So we've monetized this Youth sport. sports has gotten very expensive. But it explains why our better athletes or a lot of our better athletes transition to football because it's the only still exclusively school-based sport, public school sport, where they can roll out when they're in the seventh grade and they don't have to pay money to play it. Speaking of this, have you seen what some of the college basketball players are starting to do? What's that? They are writing a giant S on their hands during games because they want revenue sharing in college sports. All right. Yeah. Tagging themselves right. with the S. So the for S share. stands for sharing. Share, yes. Okay. We want your money. Share your revenue. Yes. I have uh I have breaking news for them. Uh they are revenue sharing already. <laughs> <laughs> All of those uh Jordans and Nikes and Wait, what and, those uh, charter travel and those first are worth class money? hotels and what? Endless buffets and full scholarships. We're exploiting them. All of They're those exploited athletes totally. are paid these by are ex- the money the schools these get. These are exploited <laughs> athletes from the NCAA. These scholarships are worth nothing. They're paper money. It's yeah. fake money. Nothing is worth anything. And now what we need to do is pass the hat on the internet. Where did you put every it? single day to try to get more people to give you twenty five dollars for a? Cl- Don't even get me started on the. Where did I put the marker for my uh, S to put my S on my hand today? Oh wait, it's behind my twelve pairs of free Air Jordans that I have in my locker. Oh, brother. <laughs> Break time. Now I'm fired up. Yeah, I don't blame you. Golly, get it. 7.33 in the morning. We'll take a timeout. Uh, 405-651-3439 if you'd like to chime in back up to this. The Ref. Network studios are powered by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, tornado. We can help. Call 405-735-5510. Oh, man. A grumpy Thursday unfolding here, TJ, at Brown O'Haver today. They want a turkey bacon with you. Yeah, you shut up, all right? Jeez. (laughs) (laughs) You can text the show, Air Comfort Solutions, text line 405-651-3439. Hey, by the way, TJ, what can we tell folks about uh, our coverage on Saturday? A little bit different uh, this coming Saturday, pregame, two locations. Hmm. Um I was about to say the wrong place. Uh, Yo Pablo and Balfour of Norman. Parker Thune Mm. will start things at 12.30 at Yo Pablo. He'll bring you a couple of hours of coverage, 12.30 to 2.30 at Yo Pablo. Then uh, Toby and Teddy will be at Balfour of Norman. No plank? 2.30 to 3.30. Plank will be at Yo Pablo with you guys. Oh, okay. He'll split. He'll go over to Yo Pablo. So Plank will be at Yo Pablo. I'm thinking of my – I don't have it in front of me. 2.30 to 3.30. And then uh, Steely will be at Balfour, 3.30 to 5.30. Uh, Travis and Tyler, Yo Pablo, uh, 3.30 to 5.30. So two locations. Go see them, Balfour and Yo Pablo, from 12.30 to 5.30. And then 
Travis and Tyler uh, post-game coverage at O'Connell's Irish Pub and Grill right there on Campus Corner. So, a little I've bit been of working, a uh, We've been working Yo Pablo into the uh, Roland dinner rotation because there is a uh, fairly new location up by us. Okay. In the vicinity, anyway. 122nd in Rockwellish area. And uh, so Yo Pablo has been uh, kind of added into the once every – yeah, maybe – Maybe once every three weeks dinner rotation for the uh, Roland. Good, good stuff. They got really good queso and uh, delicious taco. How do you like so. the Toby Roland taco? They de- don't get me started, TJ. I told you it's a grumpy Thursday. <laughs> I, I got a great idea too, and if Yo Pablo doesn't approach me soon, I'm going to give my idea to another taco place. Oh, whoa. I won this contest fair and square, and part of it was I got my own taco at Yo Pablo. So it hadn't happened yet. Yo Pablo. Pablo. Yo. Yes, John. And John looks questionable. Well, you just, you would just think the alliterative nature of Toby and a taco would be like an easy thing for them to do. This doesn't even sound you like You don't a even hard... have to name it after me. But, but you know what my point is, though, right? I mean, a, the Toby taco. Like, yeah. what are we doing? Just three T's right there. I, I got a great idea for a taco. Name it whatever you want. But put it, you know, add it to the menu. We're talking fish. We're doing fish tacos. I'm not going to say it over the air. I don't. Oh, you wanna, don't want to give it away. I don't want somebody else to steal my idea. Is that this is? is a taco that I've been thought of before. It's not currently on their menu. Brisket. Okay. I'm not going to talk about it on the air. You're not going to get it out of me. Uh, if yo, if Pablo would like to call me, we can uh, we can work this thing out. But man, I do like tacos. Um, okay, Brown O'Haver, Jess. Yes. Uh, you got the situation going on down at Ida Belt. You got some examples you can share, Absolutely. folks, either from there or otherwise of what we're talking about here? Well, there's no real examples yet from Ida Belt. We're just getting started helping those folks out. But, again, if you know somebody that's been hit by that tornado in Ida Belt and they're having any kind of issues with their insurance company at all, give them our number, 405-735-5510. Again, it, they don't have to hire us. It can just be a situation where they call us and we can give them some guidance, talk them through the process. Um, or point them in the right direction, or eventually let them hire us because we can get them more money. Um, but yeah, as far as examples go, we had one of our clients that had a fire that completely completely destroyed their home. Their insurance company wrote a report that came in $25,000 short of their policy. And so they hired us after getting the money, and they said, hey, we're $25,000 short. The insurance company says they're not paying anymore, so it's a no-lose situation. Mm-hmm. Will you try to get us more money? We got them. We got them the full policy limits, an additional nice. twenty-five thousand dollars. And important to note in situations like that, or in all situations, they don't owe you anything up front. They, Absolutely not. They when they approach to see if you can help, it's not. There's no fee for that, right? You just get. You only get paid if they get paid. No, absolutely not. And and the crazy part about it is, we got that twenty-five thousand dollars three weeks after them hiring us. Really? Yeah. And so nothing happens. That's you know, there should be there. There's probably when when people hear that example, there's probably frustration. They're probably like, "Why didn't the insurance company just pay me that amount up front?" Hey, you know what? I don't know. I wish if they did, we wouldn't have a job, but they don't. And so if you're out there and you've you've suffered a loss in the last year, eighteen months, and you've got money left on your insurance policy, you haven't been paid max limits. Give us a call four zero five seven three five fifty five ten. We're not going to take something that we're not going to get you paid on, right? We're not going to waste our time or your time. But if we think we can get you more money, 
it doesn't cost you anything for us to try, and it's really pain-free for you. You turn over your documents, you turn over your information, you turn over your file, we handle it for you. And just like in this case, we can get you more money, and we've proven that time after time after time. We're talking tornadoes. Tornadoes, fires. Fires. That's This winter time, we're about to plug in a bunch of Christmas trees and turn on heaters and fireplaces and stuff. We're talking uh, uh, flooding, perhaps, storm damage, yeah. wind damage. Uh, yeah, freezing, you know, frozen pipes that ended up. Oh, with, remember with that flood. last yeah. year we had the. Uh, that was huge. That was a that was a huge deal, especially in commercial claims. So I mean, again, this is for residential claims, commercial claims, whatever the case may be. Um, we just signed up a large uh, church in Oklahoma City that uh, continues to have issues from their insurance company on a roof. I mean, there's just a lot of situations out there where people aren't getting paid what they should. Give us a call. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the deal, guys. If you're if if you're in day one post-disaster, certainly call them right out of the gates. But even if it's been a year absolutely, and you've been going down this road and you're like, well, I don't know, I wonder if those guys can help me out. It, it does not hurt at all to call John or Alice and say, here's my situation. Uh, can you help me? Because there are times when you tell them, no, you're being handled right. Yeah, There's nothing we can do for you here. Yeah, no, there are, not, not, most of the time that's not the case. Most of the time we can typically get you more money, but we will, yeah, we'll tell you, hey, you know what, they paid you pretty fair. This is about as good as you're going to get. You know, we'll, we'll be honest with you because, again, we don't want to take over something that we're not going to get you paid on. But typically we do, and it's usually a lot more money. In this case, it was $25,000. I mean, that's a lot. $25,000 is a lot of money towards sure. building your home, putting the stuff back in your house, whatever the case may be. I mean, that's just a lot of cash. And we so, are- Call us. Their location we are at today is here in Moore, but you can call them at 405-735-5510. Check us out on Facebook. Facebook, yeah. Check us out. After you make a purchase on Marketplace, swing by their Facebook page. TJ, Jeffrey walks in and says, hey, can I borrow your truck? And I'm like, oh, yeah, sure. What do you need to borrow the truck for? I'm picking up a couch. (laughs) Oh, where are you getting this couch from? Facebook Marketplace. And I'm like, were you listening in? He's like, no, I wasn't listening in. I just need to get a truck. And so then Toby continued, you know, that's the place where a young guy like that uh, will find a nice couch. Absolutely. I got to tell you, though, if I go over to know for my that's a good point for like Trevor and Peyton, this would be good because they're going to be. Furnishing first apartments. If I go like to that. if I go to his apartment though, and I know that this is somebody else's couch, and I don't really know where this couch has come from, I'm not sure that I'm just like leaning all in and getting all comfortable <laughs> on somebody else's Facebook couch. You can vacuum that it seems up. That's kind of weird. Clean depends it up. on you make sure it's in I good think condition. That depends on the type of couch. Like if it was like fabric, like a fabric couch, and there you can see like all the cat hair and dog no, hair. No, 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 I ain't doing that. If it's something that that like animal waste, somebody and stuff. could have yeah, like ugh. smells could have got into. Yeah, and they're living in there. Is that the, the condition? No. Is that was that the condition of your couch, TJ? Yeah. She did have a cat, so there was cat she hair and cat, stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, but, but you know, like I said, take a vacuum to it, clean it, do whatever you need to do. So. I never say never. Never say never, John. Right. You get a good deal on there. You never say never. So. Ugh. I might look for a good lazy boy. My wife has never let me get a lazy boy, so maybe I'll look for a lazy boy on there. If you have a loss and you're replacing furniture, call Brown O'Haver at 405-735-5510. We will get you more money so you do not have to shop on Facebook Marketplace for a used couch that's covered in animal feces. We will take care Nobody of it for you. That, that. Some of these it, couches are very nice step, couches. Toby. I've sold Toby, couches that's the next on there. logical step. Very nice couches I've sold on Marketplace. The next I'm logical not a dirty step couches? is... Plural? You've shown you've shown multiple multiple, multiple couches. couches. I sold one 
that was less than a whole side business going on. Less, Alice and I have been I married for 18 years. We've had one, one couch. One uh, that was less than one uh, month old. How often do you rotate couches? I ha- We bought a couch. I'm going to guess, man, it's probably been 12 years. That's what I'm saying. This is crazy that he goes through this many couches. Yeah, this how many? often do you guys you rotate like, couches? We... Well, she bought one at our previous house, hated the couch. Okay. We could not return it. We were outside the window. So she sold that one, bought another couch. We sold that one and have the current couch. So I'm mean, just talking a couple. Three three couches in how many years? Uh, five? Six, five, six years, seven years. Five. Yeah. <laughs> That's a heavy rotation. In our relationship, That's a lot of couches. In our relationship, probably... Six, seven couches? I don't wow. know. Wow. That is a lot of couches. Yeah. Alice and I are way more loyal to our couch than that. I mean, we take our time. We buy one. The current one's not going anywhere anytime years? soon. Yeah, the, the current one's not going anywhere anytime soon. Has owned. Notice that music came in when we started talking about couches and how many he's owned. It's Six like, get him off the air. Seven couches. Talking you guys off the air. In marriage. Hey, oh, what? this doesn't include my second home. I've uh, I've had two or three couches. Oh, there. I don't even want to yeah, think about house. the lake he's house. Got a, he's uh, got, got a lake, lake house with yeah. couches. I'm telling you, he's got this whole like side world business that he that he does with marketplace the, the, and ticket purchasing. It's and not the, couches, it's the not couches the, at the it, lake house uh, bought on marketplace. Yes. It, oh, jeez. It's not the money about the couches. It's just the hassle of getting a new couch would drive me more nuts, I think, than anything. Like you're constantly picking up a couch, moving the couch, putting a new couch in, helping people load up the old couch. Couches are a pain. Seems like a whole big thing that I just don't want to mess with. My goodness. We'll be back. We're at Brown O'Haver. This hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you by Saxon Realty Group. Call Terry or Jackie at 405-361-3380. We are back. T-Row in the Morning Show. Toby and TJ with you on the ref. Toby live at Brown O'Haver. This hour brought to you by Saxon Realty Group. Terry Saxon, home of the eight ninety nine listing fee, 405-361-3380 or saxonrealtygroup.com. Air Comfort Solutions text line. This goes back to uh, when uh, Dave Hunsiker was on. He wanted to yeah. – you kind of asked this, but he wanted to know specifically if OU wins, does that mean OSU was beat by a team with a winning culture? Mm. So, are you going to use that I did that not call? ask that. I did not, I, I did not ask that. I'm sure I won't. If OU wins, I will behave myself, although the temptation will be there for sure. But um, we did ask Dave about what happens to him late in games. If you missed it earlier, maybe you could clip that answer for us, TJ, or something, uh, or send it to me and I'll clip it. But uh, we did ask him about that Texas call and about the OU call last year and um, what happens to him you know, the little devil that comes and sits on his shoulder for those late calls. And he said that uh, he had immediate regret <laughs> in both circumstances uh, afterwards. Uh, so it so, was a it was a funny exchange. So I think you put it perfectly. I think Dave has a little devil on his shoulder at the end of game sometimes. And then the angel on the other side says, what have you done? Why do you continue <laughs> to listen to him? He says he's highly, highly competitive, and in some of those situations it comes out. So, And the fans love it. He's right. The OSU fans love it. And, and I, I, there's nothing wrong with it at all. It's just such a dichotomy from his personality. You know, there are some people, like if Brian Estridge said something like that, I'd laugh and say, that's so Estridge, you know. 
That's the TCU guy. But when Hunziker says something like that, you're like, who is this guy? What has inhabited Dave's body that he's talking trash at the end of a broadcast? <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, baseball, basketball, uh, Jeff Haxton dropping something like that. Oh, Not surprising yeah, for to sure. At all. Yeah. I would be surprised if Jeff didn't talk trash <laughs> right. at the end of a big win. Yeah. But Dave, I'm like, <laughs> this is not Dave. So, uh, this it was go- fun. This we'll one- try to play that again in the third hour. This one goes back to uh, to uh, the uh, Hunsiker interview. TJ, what the bleep are you doing playing the Fi song from that school up north? This is a station for mm. Oklahoma University. It's true. Hey, it's true. Here's the thing. I'm polite and welcoming to my guests, and I play what I want when I want. You don't like it? Too bad. Shove it in your sack, mister. Wow. Mm. Whatever that saying is. That's a bold stance coming directly (laughs) after the listeners. Mickey Worley from Ringling is in. Mm -hmm. He wants the 49ers. All right, let me make sure uh, Mickey's not cheating here. Hey, Tanya. He has. Need a new pick from you. Yeah, he has not used, yet used the 49ers, so that pick counts. Tanya C., we need a different pick. You have already used the Packers. Hey, what else you got, TJ? Dave Chappelle, Eddie Murphy, Mike Gundy, Steve Martin, George Carlin. Apparently that's their <laughs> list of uh, great stand-up comedians uh, being listed off there. Uh, <laughs> there's no doubt drops have, uh, have an but. Something's missing there. Hmm. There's no doubt drops have in, but there have been multiple wide-open overthrows as well in critical situations. DG completion percentage is higher than it feels watching games. He's definitely missed some of them. It's not all on Marvin or uh, Braden Willis or some of these guys that have dropped passes. He has, he has been wide or high on, on numerous passes, for sure. And it seems to be on like a big third down third or down. a big fourth down mm-hmm. yes, where it is a gut punch of a miss. So, yeah, that's true. All right, top of the hour break. We got the uh, final hour of today's show coming up next. We're live hanging out with John here at Brown O'Haver and more back after this.